0: Welcome to the Imperfect Behavior Podcast. I'm Rhiannon. I'm Melissa. We're
1: just two behavior analysts owning and improving our imperfect behavior.
0: Welcome back to episode four. If this is your first visit to the imperfect world of behavior, we are behavior analysts who want to share what we know about behavior to help you guys have some real conversations, make some real changes. Life is really chaotic right now, so I think it's a good time. Melissa, how are you doing? Staring at your face is so different on a screen than sitting next to you recording. Thank you. I can't
1: even like, remember the last time we went for a walk, and all the trees are green in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I don't get to have wine nights with you, and
0: it just makes me really sad right now. I'm typically I'm- an introvert, and you're the extrovert in this friendship, and even I am nearly hitting my breaking point of needing to have some sort of human contact. I definitely like the first two and a half weeks. I was like super pumped. I'm like,
1: man, I've been needing a break in my life. And so bring this on because life was just weighing down on me. But come, I don't know, three or four days ago, I've definitely hit my get me out, be done with this mode. I'm trying everything I can to (laughs) change up my routines and keep it going.
0: So I was thinking about this when we were preparing content for this episode on a scale of one to 10. How was your day today? 1 being probably worst day ever, 10 being best day you ever had. 4. Okay. I think, yeah, I think mine was probably around like a three. It was just not the greatest of days. But I thought about it of like why the day was not so good for me and what was weighing me down. And then I kind of thought about how nicely it fit into the content of it's about progress, not perfection. And, you know, even though I can have a bad day, It doesn't ruin the whole entire trend line, which is what I really want to kind of focus on today is that if you are looking at a behavior that you want to change, or you're looking at something in your life or in your environment that you're altering in some fashion, the progress that you make over the span of time that you've designated for this change is more important than being perfect. And I didn't have a perfect day. I yelled a lot today. I'm <laughs> into I an argument with my husband. <laughs> I didn't. Over arguing with the children. Yeah, and with nope. the children. Like my husband is 3,000 miles away right now, and so not having him here was hard today. Um, I think not having a structure on the weekend was hard today. I walked outside, but I probably was speed slower than a toddler's crawl. <laughs> I just didn't do so good. But it's not about perfection, it's about the progress. So when making these changes, I just wanted to kind of put out a word of encouragement that if you have a bad day, it's okay. It does not mean regression. It does not mean that all of your progress slips backwards into oblivion. It just means that you are a living, breathing organism and behavior is fluid and it, it moves and it's changing. So it changes with our environment. Like every day there's something new.
1: And I can't control how my husband's feeling during the day and how frustrated he is. I can't control how anxious and tired my children are from being inside the house. So their moods can affect my mood. So it's really hard to be, you know, perfect, especially in these scenarios. So I feel like this is a great topic to kind of cover that we can kind of look at the the general progress and see overall. My trend line is going where I want it to go
0: mm-hmm. I agree. Let's talk about when you're making these changes and you're starting from somewhere. Where do you start? Well, I kind of look at what I'm doing, so my initial
1: what we call baseline well, how many times am I doing that behavior in the day? How long am I doing that behavior in a day for however I'm tracking that certain behavior, I want to know kind of where my beginning point is so. If it's how many bad, well, I shouldn't say bad. How many good meals did I have in the day? (laughs) I had one today. So I might take baseline for like the first week to kind of really see, okay, well, during the beginning of my new diet, where was I at to start with? Do I relatively have an average of four healthy meals a day? I eat a lot. Or is it more like one and two bad ones? So you really want to know kind of like where your starting behavior is. Because if you don't know where you started, then it's going to make it really hard to kind of look back or know that you're making progress
0: because you don't know where you started from. Right. And, you know, a lot of people I think are focusing right now on health related improvements. We've got a lot of time (laughs) on our hands to work on ourselves. So, you know, you're talking about the amount of good meals that you're going to try and eat per day. So you're, you're counting. You're counting with a frequency number. And I am thinking about right now, one of the changes that I'm trying to make in my weekly routine is the number of walks that I go on during my lunch break. So I was thinking about the frequency of my current baseline of walking is probably like once a week, not so hot. But I would really love to be able to walk five times a week, even if the weather is not so nice. I have a treadmill in my garage. I have absolutely no excuse to not get up and do something on my lunch break. And I always feel better when I do it. But the imperfect behavior that I want to work on uh, in the next, probably this is going to take me, I would say, two months to work on. And I'm giving myself really realistic Objectives here. Growing slowly. Yes, I'm going to grow slowly. Exactly. Which is another thing that is important to kind of consider is, you know, how quickly do you want to make these changes? Do you want to make them really rapidly? And you're going to have to make sure that you shape up your behavior in larger steps. Or if you are giving yourself a a longer period of time to make these changes, then you can, you know, kind of grow slowly and make really small changes. And I know, like, even though we're not working, you know, as much as we are used to right now, days are pretty packed. So my thing is going to be baseline. Walking one day a week is a, is about where I'm at right now. And then the reinforcement, by the way, that I have chosen for this shaping is on Friday night, I'm going to allow myself a glass of wine by the fire pit, which does not fit into my new diet. But... It's going to be a good reinforcer. Wine is for your mental health. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to join you. At least we need a FaceTime. We can both have wine around our identical fire pits.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I don't know. Maybe we can figure out a way to like social distance as I walk on one side of the neighborhood and you walk on the other. Like we can figure this out. So this week, if I can consistently walk, and my baseline is one, so I'm going to try two. Two times this week, and then I'm gonna allow myself a glass of wine by the fire pit on Friday. And then next week, in order to get that reinforcement, I'm gonna have to go for three, and then four the following week, and then five. But in kind of relaying back to the topic of trend lines, I know that sometimes mistakes happen and sometimes I don't always meet those objectives. So, say I was at one this, you know, last week. Next week I went to two. The following week I went to three. Maybe the following week after that, I kind of slid back down to two because I was lazy. But the following week I got back up to three and then four. And then maybe I slip back down to three and then back to four. You see what I'm saying? Like sometimes those slips up can happen. But even when I was at three, if I looked all the way back to my baseline of one, I've still made progress. I'm still heading in that upward direction of the trend line where I want to be towards my ultimate goal, which is five days a week. Plan. Yeah, The best way to really kind of keep track of those numbers
1: is to do it on a chart. And this is what we use every day in our field. Um, It's something that behavior analysis is really proud of, is that we back up everything that we do with graphs, whether it's programs that we're running or the behaviors we're trying to change. Like that is such a part of who we are and what we do. And that's something that we want to share with you guys too, is being able to give you guys something to track these behaviors. So when you guys go on the Facebook group, you'll see a document, you can just make it really, you can use ours, you can make it really simple, but basically you wanna jot down these numbers. You wanna know, where you're at. So drop down where your baseline is. And then, so like Rhiannon was saying for her walking, if she starts at two this week, she would be cool. I did it. And I, she marked each day that she walked and it was at a two. And then next week, you know, she goes and does the three and then maybe she falls off, but you can see that. But overall, over time, when you go back and look at that actual graph, you can see that those trend lines are actually going in the right direction. So I think it really helps that you visualize it. It helps keep you more accountable to make you real Focused on that goal.
0: And, you know, maybe even going in the other direction, we're kind of giving a lot of examples of increasing and that trend line going up. But on the flip side, sometimes you want the trend line to go down, sometimes you want to decrease either the number of something that is happening, or perhaps the duration of something that's happening. I was also kind of recognizing today, you know, since the schedules have been flipped upside down, and and since all of the kids are out of school. think they're adjusting just as much as we are to this new way of, of operating. But you know, I give a lot of examples on my four-year-old because she is a plethora of entertainment, but her duration of tantrums has gone down. Does she still fuss and have, you know, these outbursts on a daily basis. Yes, she does. But if I were to look back to a couple weeks ago when we first started to slip out of routine and everybody was home, I mean, her tantrums were probably lasting a good 30 minutes. And today she only fought me for about five, which in the moment, yeah, I know. In the moment, it was still like ear piercing and I wanted it to stop. But when I turned around and she had eaten everything on her plate and she was just like, okay, mommy, I'm done. And it was like, ah, that was so much shorter than it was two weeks ago. Does she, like I said, does she still have them? Yeah. Some days, they kind of fluctuate but if i were to look back at our baseline had i you know recorded it and and graphed it it would have shown that the duration of those tantrums in the first place were a lot longer
1: yeah i have that with my clients a lot where they'll come to me and like the parents will say like we're not making progress this isn't working um, and they're just like in a really low spot because it's it's hard what we do and it's hard for those families cuz i'm only there a couple hours a day and they're dealing dealing with the 24 seven. So what I love is those moments where I can say, Hey, well, let me pull up my grass real fast. Let's go back and remember we were at 45 minute tantrums or mm-hmm. aggression through the roof at 10 times an hour. And now we're you know, at five some days, they're down to two, but they're definitely decreasing. So what we are doing is working. Or maybe I go and look at the graph and I see, hmm, we're kind of stable at this number right now. We're not really going up or down right now. We need to change it up a bit. I need to put something else in place to help us reach our goal. I, for us right now, we are potty training. Um, we're making progress. We definitely we're up to 10 accidents a day, I think, in the underwear. Uh, yesterday we were only at one. So it's funny, I potty train all the time in work. <laughs> so much of my life has been potty training kids. But when it came to my own, it's like a whole different battle. There was definitely some points where I was like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> and <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous because I do it all the time. So but at, like day after day of like those accidents and her just forgetting to go use the restroom or I don't know, just enjoying pooping on the floor. You know, it's fun, she's too. Apparently she enjoys that. Um, It was great to see yesterday that for not only did she only have one accident, but she stayed in the same pink undies like for 10 hours. And I, I had left and come back and I was really surprised to see that she was in the same underwear. I was like, no accidents for like six hours? Like That's a huge win. That tells me that what we're doing is finally working and I'm really excited. So I should have actually taken some, some data. I think we'll probably start a chart next week, like a little sticker chart for her so she can see. But the other thing associated with that is her brother's putting the little potty chair back on for her so she can be more independent. So I'm going to definitely make a behavior chart for them to see where their baseline is and how many times a day they actually independently put the seat back on for her. Mm -hmm. Or else she's just in there playing or she just can't do it independently. And that's our ultimate goal. So I think I'm going to track their behavior, and put it outside the bathroom so they have a Good visual reminder, but that's you know, another example of like decreasing the behavior versus increasing,
0: yeah. And you know, one of my favorite sayings is one data point does not make a trend. So if you try something one day. I mean, can you imagine if, like you said, yesterday was fantastic, today was not so hot with her potty training. So can you imagine if you tried today and today was the prime example of the first day you implemented some sort of procedure that you thought of and those were the results you got and you just gave up because you're like well it didn't work it's like no (laughs) one day does not make the progress trend you need to have three to five to get a good gauge of is this going in the direction I want it to go in either up or down Yeah,
1: it's awesome to see visuals. There's nothing more exciting than when I've been working with a client for a while. And even I have those hard days with my clients. I'm like, man, this is just so challenging, or we're not getting where I want to get to. Um, But I'll go and look at some of these graphs, and I'm like, yes, like, look over time. We've made so much progress. Mm-hmm. Have we had some days where those tantrums go skyrocketing back up to 45 minutes? Absolutely. And we could give up then. But over time, we, that trend line is really decreasing and we're, we're making progress. And as humans, I think we just need to be able to see that we make progress. And we don't have to be perfect. Um, we have a lot of imperfect behavior. And that's why we really wanted to do this podcast. Because we want to be able to improve ourselves but also strive to not be these perfect humans because we're not and it's okay and I can own that
0: yeah you have anything else you want to share on this topic today nope I'm just gonna keep on keeping on walking one I'm to gonna two hold times you times a week for that.
1: what because I want my night with you <laughs> I said, I'm going to hold you accountable to that because I want wine night with you. Deal. Well, head to the Imperfect Behavior group on Facebook and download your behavior chart. Take baseline and watch that trend line move in the right direction. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Imperfect Behavior. And we'll see you next time.
0: Bye.